Welcome to Extra Points with your host, Cousin Sal, and his pals, Dave Damashek and Charlotte Wilder. All right, welcome to the Extra Points Podcast, part of the Extra Points Podcast Network. Cousin Sal coming to you with his good, good pal, Dave Damashek. Charlotte Wilder is on location somewhere in L.A. doing great things for Fox Digital. This is it, Dave. Last show before the Super Bowl. I don't know if you know this, but we do not record on the weekends. So this being the Friday show puts us nothing between this and the Super Bowl. Does that scare you? Are you prepared? I forgot. I'm glad you brought that up. The Super Bowl. I might have forgotten the big ticket item, of course, for sports fans this weekend. A big one in the ACC, the Pitt Panthers against the Virginia Cavaliers. <laughs> the winner probably goes to the tournament on national TV. Be the, there! The winner. Also the Super Bowl. The winners, whoever uh, tuned in right now and didn't have to hear that Pitt why? Panther thing. Break why? Down. why? I don't why, know why. why. why you're, this is how you're going to be? All right. You I'd like what? to know coming out of the gate how you're going to be. So now I know what is, and now I'm Good. ready to speak. And I was all set to give you congratulations. I don't think nah. there's much cooler than the Fonz oh. tweeting at you. The yeah. Fonz Henry Winkler tweets at you? What a thing. Now, it was a little interesting because it was last night and he tweeted, at the Cousin Sal, wonderfully funny tonight. And I wasn't on TV anywhere. I did a bunch of interviews that I'm sure, radio interviews that I'm sure he didn't hear. But I wasn't on TV last night. Um, I was particularly funny at dinner with the kids, but I don't think he was watching. I'm not even sure what he was referring to, but I was, I was tickled. Tickled to oh, death. he's a that huge, a- you didn't know, he's a huge Big Cat fan. So he never misses an episode of Pardon <laughs> okay. My Cake, and he really took a shine to you as well. So anyway, muzzle there you go. that's pretty cool. It worked out. I, I love Henry Winkler, the sweetest man in Hollywood. Uh, he and uh, the late, great uh, Jack Tripper, AKO, AKA John Ritter, right? Is it AKO? No. AKA. Yeah. By the way, if we're listing nice people, I wouldn't put them on that legendary level, but they're swell mm. fellows and funny guys. The Sklar brothers, I'm on their podcast mm. with a Super Bowl preview. Be on the lookout for that one oh, on good. Friday, too. They are, they're as uh, nice as it gets, too. We can do a whole list of the nicest people in Hollywood after the Super Bowl when the real estate is a little more open. But we have some Which important business to discuss, Sal. We it's do. Super Bowl 55. And listen... We're all going to lose in the end because football's over after Sunday for a miserably long time. But I want to point out, we're going to reward some of the losers out there in our extra points, extra chance contest. Here's what happened. You present us with your FanDuel losing ticket. And if it's a bad beat, if it's a bad enough beat, I, we, extra points is going to pay you $5,555 cash in honor of Super Bowl 55. Now, here's what's going to happen. Harry, my degenerate friend from college, is going to fly out. He's going to get the money from Western Union. He was a little uh, confused as to how this was going to go down, even though all his dealings are through Western Union. He is then going to somehow convert that into cash, and he's going to walk that cash over to the winner's house, and and you'll get to meet Harry. Mikey Meatballs, you're flying out there with him, right? Wherever it is. Yep. Mike's not that excited feel the, about this. Feel the excitement. <laughs> and why would he be? Anyway, there's a really good chance that money doesn't get to the uh, winner slash loser. But $5,555, hit us up at the Extra Points Pod. No, it's at Extra Points Pod, right? Yep. That's what we're doing. I should really know this stuff before I get into it. It's and it's uh, been six months of the show. Show us, show us your losing ticket for God's sakes. The Super Bowl line 
is minus three and 55 and a half. It has gone down. The over-under has gone down a point, Dave. People are now leaning on the under, maybe because of the rain. I think it would have to be because of the rain, although I'm seeing Sunday evening, 67 degrees, 11% chance of rain. Do people think 11% is um, the majority? I don't know. You worried about rain? Well, Chief Meteorologist Eddie Spaghetti weighed in on mm. uh, just a really gangbusters minus three Super Bowl preview. Make sure you download, listen, all that kind of stuff. We appreciate you doing it. We tackled it from every angle we could possibly come up with to try and address here because people like me keep talking way too much about the quarterbacks and very little else. But right. yeah, the rain is a thing. That's a big that, that's a big deal if it rains. And Eddie Spaghetti said, oh, no, no, it's it's going to be done by 11 a.m. He's that precise with his forecast. He knows uh, how many, uh, 72 hours in advance when the rain's going to let up and so everything. I Consider me skeptical of, of his uh his, I bet it's uh, not him. I bet he's just reading something from some uh, I don't know. Expert. I don't know what his really? methods are, Sal. Eddie, how did know. you come up with 11 a.m.? You read it somewhere, right? The only app I pay for on my iPhone is Dark Sky. It's a weather app, and I find it to be pretty accurate. By the hour, it gives you a pretty <laughs> solid radar. I just typed in Tampa, Florida, and it says the 100% chance of rain is done by 11 o'clock. Um, and then the rest of the day, it goes from being, you know, overcast to then clear by kickoff. So and Jeff said on minus three that they will tarp the field the night before. So the field oh. should be in pretty good condition. OK, right, well, I hope not. I hope it's a deluge. And I know a lot of people fast track for the two uh, iconic QBs and all that. But it would be fun if it just really like December of 1979, the Buccaneers had to have a game against the Kansas City Chiefs came to town. And their quarterback, the Buccaneers QB, number 12, had to have it, and he got it in a deluge, in a monsoon. And uh, and now we jump ahead to Same February thing, number 2021, 12. and we'll see. Yes, now well, we'll see. We were very close to not having a game, although I, I don't know what they would have done here. But this haircut thing drives me crazy. I think it would, be, it would have been the biggest story of all time. I think it should <laughs> still be a top 20 story. They hire this guy, the Kansas City Chiefs, rather than have the guys go out on their own and get their own haircuts. They hire this one guy and they line up the players and say, this guy is going to cut your hair. And he's been tested for coronavirus. And he starts cutting hair and he's two in. And Patrick Mahomes is in that line. And they say, wait a minute, the test just came back and this son of a bitch is positive. Now, there's about a million things wrong with this. Dave, where do you want to start? Um, um, with what, the fact what? that the Chiefs got uh, that, that they give the guy the rapid test, the Good. haircut man, they give him the test, but then they don't wait for the results. Right. This is what this is what starts the issue for them is that he starts cutting the hair and and like just taking the test is not really the critical moment in mm -hmm. the COVID testing. It's getting the right. result that kind of matters. But they decided no. We're in the Super Bowl. We can't lose anything, apparently. So just start cutting hair. Then they found out otherwise. But yes, I was saying they dodged to, a bullet. I was <laughs> saying to Rachel Bonetta yesterday, the very, very feisty all of a sudden, Rachel Bonetta, I was ah. saying that this is like taking a pregnancy test, peeing on a stick, and then not waiting two minutes for the result to see if it turns blue, but uh, immediately doing four <laughs> shots of Jägermeister. It's like, oh my That's God, I'm pregnant? Oh, man, I may, maybe. Shouldn't have drank. I shouldn't have done that. Um, that's one part. I agree with you. That is one thing, one faulty thing about this. Number two, 
Why do they need haircuts uh, this, this week? This is where you're wrong. This is where uh, you're well, wrong. Well, apparently I am because we had Will Blackman on uh, Laugh Lines yesterday, and he thought I was as crazy to think this was crazy as crazy as it is. You know what I mean? Th- this is this is insanity to me. Why can't they wait? Why do you think? Why do you think it's so important when because you're having a big you, plastic I mean, thing over your head at work? What does it matter what your hair looks like? It, it, it's amazing that this is that this is where you could land on this. You've okay. watched Super Bowls right. your entire life. A lot of people watch them. I believe you're aware. And by the way, they take their helmets off a lot of the time. Right. A billion people are what? This is the biggest event of these guys uh, of their mm-hmm. entire lives. Certainly their careers. They're going to be seen without their helmets on by a billion human beings. What you look like matters. I'm not surprised that somebody who announces on purpose into a microphone and is recorded for future reference goes out there. Who cares about uniforms? That a weirdo like that would say, who cares what you look like? Mm. But of course it matters what you look like at the Super Bowl. For me, I would not need a haircut. Why? Because I'm ruggedly handsome and I would want to play that up. Oh, I thought I you were wa- being serious. Okay. I am being I thought, serious. I thought, I thought you were being serious about this whole thing. Okay. We've taken the turn. What happened? You thought it? No, I, I know we're talking about haircuts and if, then you're like, oh, I'm handsome. So what no, this is, uh, is uh, the whole thing's a joke. May I continue? I don't know. Now, <laughs> I've talked to a lot of quarterbacks about this, Super Bowl or not quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. And I ask them all because it's an important question. Do you go, you have a week, week, two weeks. This is time. You've got some big decisions. Do you go clean morning of, clean it up so you look nice and smart? Mm. Or do you look rugged? Like I've been doing too much else. I've got to look like Hanks and Castaway. I don't want any, I, I, I want to look like all I'm thinking about is football right now, but it's a critical decision. And it's one that every player mm. must make for himself, for his family, for future generations. Because like I say, people are going to look at it, not just in uh, a week after on DVR, they're going to see it 40, 50 a hundred gotcha. years from now, long after we've departed the planet Earth, those who mm. replace us will look back. Don't you think it matters what you no. look like in that big I game? I do think in general it matters, but you might be overlooking the fact that we're in the middle of a pandemic and maybe gathering 20, 25 guys together isn't <laughs> as important um, now as it maybe was in 2018 or 17 or 19 or all those years when we weren't in a pandemic. Maybe they could have waited, A, and B, how about whitening your teeth? Why don't we get a dentist for everyone? <laughs> you know, you might be seen smiling on the sideline. You don't want to have nicotine stains on your teeth, you know? I don't know, smoking dope, whatever else. I don't know. What about the teeth whitener, huh? What are you going to do? Where do where do we end it? There are so many different ways to look better. And uh, and we're going to stop at haircuts? Now, I think they could have waited. I, I don't okay. understand. Well, I'll understand. tell you what could have waited, too, as far as Wearing this sort helmets. of like how you look, what you see looking back at you in the mirror. Right. Here's one of my favorite uh, Super Bowl details, statistics, mm-hmm. I think you could call this one. The two central figures in Super Bowl 32 that really swung things back to the AFC after way too long of NFC dominance. Brett Favre was supposed to win against the Broncos, old man John Elway and everything else. Brett Favre and Terrell Davis both had braces in the mm. big game. I said to Terrell Davis, why did you what braces? You're already, you were already a superstar. Don't you get them taken off for the Super Bowl? He's like, no, I wanted my teeth to look nice. And I said, for what? You're in the Super Bowl yeah. in Super Bowl 32. Like looking good in a couple of years doesn't matter as much, does it? Then he wins right. the MVP in that game. 
forever now. When you see the pictures, he's got the, he's got a brace face. Fine. I don't, I don't even remember. I don't even remember. I don't. Maybe there's a Q-tipper too, a, com- a professional Q-tipper who can clean everyone's ears out. You never know what kind of side shot. You might get a profile shot. That would be bad if CBS caught it and you had just wax coming out. I don't know. So many different ways to groom yourself doesn't seem worth it in uh, February 2021. Did you? I, I Well, the other thing I would do is too, and people are like, why would I do that? At running backs, I sa- I've said to, why don't you just not shower for a whole week and then you stink and then there's a, a, a penalty for tackling you. It's like, oh right. my God, I don't know how much I want to put up with that the rest of this game. Mm-hmm. It leads me to this. And if it's a little too off color, so be it. But did you ever, when you were a high class wrestler in high school, did you ever use your not so secret weapon and pass some gas? I did um, once. Did I was going against the guy who was like second or third in the county, and I thought it would help. And he instead um, and told me after this, uh, he's like, "My God, I made sure to work of you because of it." So he really, <laughs> I think he pinned me in like a minute and eighteen or something. Whereas he might have let me run it out. I might have lost like 17-2. Michael Sicoli's a wrestler too. Michael, I also, one thing I did though, the other way, I loaded up on cologne once to a point where I made myself sick. <laughs> That's so, great strategy. So that could go either way. But Michael, there are guys who stink, right? From uh, There are some schools who just don't shower, right? Yeah, there, there are certain kids who just have a, just a certain <laughs> stench to them that never goes away. Yeah, it's rough. It's rough. You would, but football, I don't know if you'd be able to tell. Boxing or something, maybe. Right? <laughs> I love that the guy, that it literally, you, that your literal backfire backfired on you. Yeah. Right? They beat you extra quick as a punishment. Yeah. Either he's going to vomit or I'm, uh, I'm in, it's uh, sh- short work, as he said. Um, all right. That's, that's it. I did want to say, would it surprise you, though? Everybody says, what happens if Mahomes catches the virus. What do they do? Do they move the game? Same thing with Brady. I don't think they do. I think they play it if they can, because then where do you draw the line? Like, you know, Kelsey gets it. Do you move it? Do you, do you move it if Godwin or Evans get it right? Or is it just the two quarterbacks? But it made me think, were these guys vaccinated like two weeks ago? I wouldn't be surprised if the final four quarterbacks wow. were vaccinated, right? To say, I guess like, that's a that's an interesting conspiracy theory to throw we'll out never there. Know. I guess it wouldn't be no, it wouldn't be wouldn't be a gigantic shocker. But of all seasons, you know, one of the one of the many many interesting things, as far as I'm concerned, with um, with all these Super Bowls, 54 years worth of them at this point, that we've seen a backup QB come in weeks in advance. We've seen Jeff Hostetler take over mm-hmm. for Phil Simms and continue that run and hoist the Lombardi. And we saw Nick Foles do it three years ago for Carson Wentz. But off the top of my head, the only guy I can think of, I, I know Bradshaw gets concussed on the game-winning touchdown pass, the 64-yarder to Lynn Swan, and he gets concussed on that throw. And mm-hmm. then that requires Terry Hanratty to finish the game off. But I can't think of any. It's a lot. It's a a hundred and eight quarterbacks for this to not happen. And I don't, I I don't want to jinx it. You're talking about mid game though, right? I'm talking about a guy has to get why. Yeah. If it was day, day of or whatever. I mean, you know, there was the decision. Oh, I I do know that um, Craig Morton, who started a Super Bowl for your Cowboys, then went to the the Broncos and started against the Cowboys in Super Bowl Mm -hmm. 12. Um, he sat down at one point, and I don't know if it was re- for injury or just because the Broncos' offense was so dreadful that day. 
Um, I think it was from injury. And then um, there was uh, there's another one of note. Well, Caleb Haney would have started the Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. Super Bowl 45 had the Bears yeah, they were pulled it out against the Packers, uh, you know, a decade ago. There's another one I'm f forgetting about, but it, Henry, Henry is, it, happened, it wasn't Henry. It was Henry. Henry no, it was Tom oh. Brady after Drew Bledsoe replaces right. him in the title game in January of 2 Belichick has what amounts to a gigantic historical decision. As it turns out, he mm -hmm. says, all right, multi-million dollar Bledsoe, we're going back to the kid Brady and the rest is history. What if he would have said Bledsoe? Sure. And what if Brady would have said no? What if also, he's like, no, I just right. don't want to come in there. Right. All right. I'm anyway, so the, the, quarter, the quarterbacks have been vaccinated, but they still have long hair. So that's what's weird. I don't I don't know what to make of the haircut. They dodged a major, major bullet there. The fact that they did not get, get the text results uh, first. But um, what are you saying, Joel? What are you bothering me? What are you, what are you saying here? I mean, if anyone shouldn't be weighing in on haircuts, it's Dave. Oh, my God. Wow. That's, wow. What's that for? Wow. Babyface. Babyface baby jumping in there. Dave knows. <laughs> listen, hockey players, they grow beards in the playoffs. These NFL players, they should just come on, guys. Let's save it for after the Super Bowl. Will Blackman thought I was nuts to, to suggest. He's like, no, no, no. These guys get their hair cut three times a week. Sure. This is this is uh, once every two weeks. This is they're slumming it doing this. But um, all right, Dave, let's do this. I don't know. You don't like this sort of thing, but let's do win play show best Super Bowls we've now that we've ever seen. It's got to be that we've ever seen. And it's not our favorite necessarily, but best that we've ever seen. Uh, if you don't want to do this, it's fine. I don't know. We could. I don't on. know. I mean, I, I I mean, the ones that were played before I was alive, I don't I don't count. Because like, right. uh, why would I know about anything that happened before I was alive? Sure. Oh no, that's not me. That's uh, that's nah. everyone who's <laughs> under the age of thirty. What happened? I, I I'm gonna get old man curmudgeonly. I at least cared. I was not uh, uh, an academic as a child, but I knew I wasn't like. What is it with Eddie Spaghetti and Michael Meatballs and and that age of people that they're like anything that did happen before they were born? It's like why would I need to know about Vietnam? Why would I know about World War II? Like what? Because it's history. That. What do you mean? Why? That's why. <laughs> like, anyway, I'm ready to go. I. I, I think I can. All right, uh, let's do it. You want to do? You want to do show? You do your third favorite Super Bowl ever first. Actually, right. you want to just do all three, and then I'll say if I differ. Okay. Go I ahead. will say. You know. All right. Let me. All right. All right. Here. Here's what I'll do. Here's what I'll do for you. I'm gonna say. Super Bowl. 47, mm -hmm. the Ravens over the Niners is an absolute gem. You had the fascinating storyline of Colin Kaepernick doing what he did. They got over the big battle between the Niners and the Seahawks. It was emerging for a few years as the best rivalry in football. They vanquished them. Meantime, the Ravens are on this impossible run in which we remember what Flacco did on the road, taking down Brady and Peyton and so on. And they meet up and, um, you know, the Ravens jumped out early and then Haloti Nada goes out about halfway through and then they just could not stop Vernon Davis and they could not yep. stop Frank Gore and they couldn't stop Kaepernick. And then the lights go out. Blackout. The, yep. the, the, the most bizarre element. And this includes Garo Yapremi and trying to throw a ball and Kurt Gowdy saying, what a kooky play. Um, and uh, Max McGee. 
being out on a twister without a wink of sleep and catching touchdown passes. Still the weirdest thing in Super Bowl history. Is, Dave is uh, going to somehow in, in naming his third favorite Super Bowl is going to bring up every single Super Bowl. Watch it happen. Watch it happen. This is where I show. Him. I love him. I can't help it. I love right. him. So I love him. Something awful. I'll Sal. say this. I, I, I am. I think maybe I'm just a little jealous of this because I didn't see the end of this Super Bowl. You know why? Because I was at the game and the mm -hmm. lights went out. It was frightening. Um, I, I, did I tell the story on extra points? Yeah, I'm not I sure. Did. I did. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I'm sorry. I don't want to double up on this. Uh, but yes, I had to go outside before the game ended so we could get set. So I could interview the team that lost or I could hug. I was, I would, I would give condolences to the team that lost and I didn't even know who lost, uh, because there was no television or anything and people were screwing with me, but it was the Ravens who ended up winning. So that's your show. That's right? my show. It's a great right. one. And it also has, I love iconic visuals for a single play. And Jacoby Jones had that bizarre kind of mm -hmm. looking catch where he catches the deep ball and he slides and then he gets back up and he runs laterally to the corner of the end zone. There were a lot of right. great moments, great touchdowns, great individual efforts. Um, and uh, so I'll go with that one. In All the right, play place. spot, I love it's It's as dreary a looking a Super Bowl as you'll ever see. The uniforms are it's just a plague in Navy, but it's Super Bowl 49. It's Russell Wilson and company going for their second ring, which would, by definition, I guess, make them borderline dynastic going against Tom Brady, trying to get off a long schneid for himself individually and the Patriots in general. It was a great game. It really gets going, though, if you ever have a chance to rewatch it. Gronk catches a touchdown pass late second quarter and you figure, okay, now we got a ball game and it'll go mm -hmm. to the half. And, but before it even can get to the half, they, they run some weird formations, do the Seahawks. And then they make a push right before the end of the half. And now we're really cooking with gas. And then this, the third quarter is highlighted by Doug Baldwin scoring a touchdown and then pooping the football, doing the Adam Carolla poop mm. uh, football touchdown celebration that Adam Carolla once did for Tom Cruise and Tom Cruise's mother. And then the fourth quarter, I mean, it's, it's just the greatest that this is, I, I love Cinderella story, Sal. I think we, you know, we obviously yeah. know a ton of them, but the best thing to me is when everybody in the locker room, in the stadium, watching on TV, all recognizes that this comes down to one guy. This is about one guy and whether or not he can do it. And that guy does it. Tom Brady down 10 to the generation's best defense. The air is best defense in the Seahawks. And he pulled it off. And then as they're celebrating, Russell Wilson throws the wheel route to Marshawn Lynch up the left sideline, then throws maybe the craziest catch. And I'm including David Tyree of all time. To, to curse who catches that at the that, three, that's and then we the know crazy the rest of thing. the thing. The curse thing would have been one of the greatest of all time, and you forget about it because the Malcolm Butler play on second down and goal from the one, the clock rolling. I still think Belichick screwed this up. Yes. Why not save it? Have a minute for your for Tom Brady to drive the field, but no, it lets go. Tick, tick, tick. It goes down, and what do they do? They don't take advantage. Pete Carroll, they throw it, and Malcolm Butler, having known the playbook and everything else, picks it off. I have to put this place as well. Um, here's the problem with my win play show. I've lost money on all of them. All three of the greatest Super Bowls, at least according to me, I've lost a lot of money on each of them. And this one is especially bad because I'm watching it at my cousin Jimmy's with Bill Simmons, uh, uh, Matt Damon, Ben Affleck, our friend Hench, all the all, all the my despicable, best friends, all, all the my despicable best friends, Boston all in one fans. Place. 
Can you imagine watching with those guys? Is there anything worse having money on the Seahawks or rooting against the Patriots and watching that game, that play with those guys? I was no. in the stands in Arizona with another Boston sports fan, David Feeney, and it was magical to get to share that moment with uh, a Patriots, a legit diehard. It was great. I've also then talked to Cliff Averill, who got hurt, and had he not gotten hurt oh, man. in the second... They they win that game the the Seahawks do and they become like I say oh, back to they back win the game if they run the ball twice more well right God. but Cliff Averill I I've talked to him about that play I said what was that he said I'm in the locker room remember and I'm watching it because even in the stadium there's satellite delay so I'm hearing the roar of the crowd and everything else and I don't see what actually happens for 20 seconds so imagine that series of events as he's watching it like, oh man, they're cheering. Oh, the Patriots. Great. Then you see the hmm. wheel route the lane. Then you see the catch by curse. Then you hear all these plays. So he doesn't know. And he said, all of a sudden guys are running into the locker room and throwing their helmets. He's like, did we win? Did we win? And of course they did not win. And he said, that was the moment that Pete Carroll lost the locker room. He said, a lot of guys bailed on the team emotionally and literally oh, I it. in that moment, because it really does swing history. If you take that one away from sure. Brady, and give it to Wilson. And then, by the way, do we know that Russell Wilson's ever going to get back to a Super Bowl? These are the stakes, Sal. These are the stakes. Don't you see? I know it. All right. Patrick Mahomes may never get back. He better win this one if he wants to have two rings because nothing is promised beyond Sunday. And if they get a haircut from the wrong guy, that's not even promised. Oh, right. it's delicious, Sal. It's delicious. I agree. Uh and I hate Finish both of them. I don't like the Ravens or the Patriots. I know. And they both won, and I got to say they were great games. What's your favorite? Your favorite uh, or the best, you're going to have to have a Steelers one in there, right, as your win? I do, and I think it is empirically, and it's not because um, it be, because my team won it. It is the best game. It's Super Bowl thirteen. Yeah. Go back and watch it. At minimum, it is the, yeah. best, it is the best first half of pro mm -hmm. football right. uh, Super Bowl action you'll ever see. It's just... It's just uh, it's too much. It's almost hard to look directly at because it's because uh, because uh, the star power coming off of it is is a bit much, and they're all making the big plays. Bradshaw on one side, Staubach on the other. Tony Hill running up the sideline against Mel Blunt with his back turned to him. John Stallworth making two spectacular touchdowns in it. A great catch, and then a great catch and run to score two touchdowns. Rocky Blyer gets one. Franco gets it. He did not like Cliff Harris talking stuff to him or Hollywood Henderson or anything else. He went into the huddle in the fourth quarter and he said to Bradshaw, give me the ball. Mild-mannered Franco was in having any more jive and he took it into the end zone and he took it to glory. And it's Ugh. and Lynn Swan makes his his wonderful catch and Randy White fumbles a ball on a kickoff and Jackie Smith drops it and it's just the best. The Jackie I mean, Smith what, what play I, is that out of everything, that's the one they show the most. And you, you don't play them. It was like late in the third quarter. It's, it's unfair to, only to pin ties that the on game. him. Only ties the game. Everybody yeah. overstates that significance of that. Yeah. He, he, Steelers so they favored the field by three and a half. They win by four. So that's your that's your number one. Chuck Noll against Landry. Classic game. Classic game for sure. Probably had the most Hall of Famers. Had we looked that up, which Super Bowl has the most Hall of Famers? Is it that one? So, I mean, uh, that would be certainly where I would start. Um, right. with that, but I'm trying to even think of, uh, you know, obviously guys would have to have been retired for a decent amount of time at this point, but I'm trying to think of where, I mean, I'll tell you also under consideration. Well, do your, no, list, no, 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 no. Let your me do mine. Do your You've list. gone yes. through 73 of them and there's only two left. So right. I have to take them. Um, third place again, I lost a ton of money on this, but that new England Atlanta game, 34, 28 in overtime, 
was great. And that will never, I don't think, see anything like that, a comeback like that. And we saw a great, great catch by Julio Jones, which again, gets thrown, tossed under the rug, swept or tossed, however you want to get it under the rug. It gets there. And Tom Brady, you talk about a Super Bowl that Tom Brady won. That is all Brady. That's not Belichick at all. 34-28. My God, I'm catching three and a half with Atlanta. And they could lose even with the un- improbable comeback. I'm still doing okay if New England kicks a field goal in overtime. But no, they got to run it right in. And they win 34-28. How the hell did that happen? It was. My God. It's a great game. And it does have magical plays in it, which is a which is a major factor when you're ranking the best of all time. I think that that's right. fair, that the Edelman catch and everything else. The one thing I will say is Tom Brady, I feel like it's a little overstated what he in particular did. It's all it's all swing passes to James White. The James White wasn't the MVP no, of that not MVP all. is crazy. not at all. I know he had a, a bunch of receptions. Yeah. Um, and number one, we share the same two Seahawks Patriots. Again, I lost a lot of money on this and I was in college. I didn't have a lot of money. Bills Giants 2019, wow. everything about it. We're going to war. Whitney Houston knocks it out of the park with the with the, her uh, rendition of the national anthem. And these Giants kept the ball away from the Bills, who I think had spanked the Raiders. Was that the AFC championship? It just looked like nobody was going to beat them. They were a nine-point favorite. I was like, oh, my God, that's too low. You talk about easy swing passes. Thurman Thomas, Andre Reid. The guys never looked so wide open as Jim Kelly made them, or maybe it was a product of the offense or whatever. Not the case on that day. 2019, long drives. It was Ingram. Was it third and 13? Was it Megan yeah, or that, Ingram? That's probably yeah. the, aside from the Norwood kick. Um, and then the That's probably kick. the play. But Thurman Thomas has a spectacular touchdown in the second yeah. half in that game too. The play that, I, that, uh, that really swings that one is, I believe it's, I think it's 10 nothing um Bills mm-hmm. and er, early on and Bruce Smith gets Hostetler in the end zone. Yeah. And if you look at the play, Hostetler's arm is really loose and the ball is far away from his torso and Bruce Smith's a gigantic human being of course and he hammers him on the forearm. Somehow Hostetler doesn't fumble it and it goes for a safety. So 12 nothing is not great. But if they get a touchdown there, I mean, it's a game over. It's, it's if it's seventeen nothing Bills, they would have smoked them. I I I uh, would submit. The other thing is, do yourself a favor, go stand on a football field and see Mark Offs. Go stand at the thirty-seven yard line and look what a forty-seven yard field goal looks like. The fact that Scott Norwood or anyone else, I know they're professionals and they're supposed to make them, but go go look and. See if you feel good about taking him to task. Look at how long a 47-yard no, field uh, goal is. Marv Levy screwed that up, by the way. Very conservative. Right. That Get four more yards or something. Yep. They're like, no, we're right where we need to be. 47, we got this outdoors uh, in the in the craziest, uh, highest pressure situation uh, for a kicker ever. We're, we're good. This is, this is where we want to leave him. Yeah, it didn't make any sense to me. So I, lo- I lost on all three of the best Super Bowls. I was on the wrong side of it, at least according to me, the three best. My favorite, though, of all time, 52-17 Cowboys over the Bills. What was your favorite as a Steelers fan? Um, I You know, it might be because I'm old enough to remember. I Super Bowl fourteen um, was pretty good that the Steelers had their backs to the wall. They were down going into, you know, the, right at the end, and they had the rally to beat the Rams. I remember that being special, sitting there with my old man and uh, Sister Amy and my uncles and watching it in our house and going wild. I was telling the, you, John that might Stallworth. be the first one I remember watching start to finish. 
Yeah, that was I mean that was a a great one. I was at Super 19. Bowl 40 was was nice to because that was a long wait obviously for a fan base that uh, felt like uh, royalty um or basking in the reflected glory of the 70s which had gotten pretty far in the rearview mirror so that they would return to the top of the mountain was great. The game itself though not that great. I mean obviously 43, the Harrison played end the first half and then the, not just the San Antonio catch. The entire drive by Roethlisberger is, I don't think there are many people who want to argue about uh, Hall of Fame or anything with Roethlisberger, but that's it. go Go watch those two minutes and then get back to me if that's a Hall of Fame QB. The game is on the line against a team that they're not supposed to lose to. And all of a sudden it's like, Oh my God, the defense didn't, the defense blew it. Now I got to do this or else we lose the game. And he, and he makes the all time nails drive that that's, that's the drive. And that game, that's great. James Harrison put him in a nice position with the, more, with the 10, the I'm happy about that one there. too. I'm not belly aching. Yeah. Got uh, six, Sal. I got too many games I can refer to. That's, hey, that's, Joel, uh, is this you, uh, is this your quote or you, you pulled this from somewhere about the Super Bowl with the most hall of famers? Uh, yeah, no, that is, uh, you guys are right. That Super Bowl between the Steelers and Cowboys, right? So, uh, yeah. 14. What was that? 78 was, uh, 69, 67, 13. 13. Uh, yes. That's 17 hall of famers, five on, uh, Steelers at 11, five on offense defense more on the, I can't even read this. What did you say? Stall back door said, Rayfield Wright, Randy White, Cliff Harris, and Jack. That was Smith. Drew Pearson not in the Hall of Fame. I, I didn't I like know. Drew Pearson. I want to have him logo. On. He's not. I want to. We should have him on and talk about that. All right. So that's our one play show, and those are our favorites. Going to be a weird Super Bowl, right? No tailgate. They have virtual food and wine um, parties, which uh, you're a very sick person if you want to go to something like that. Need to attend something like that. And the strip clubs are dying. Strip clubs are hot in Tampa. Um, Jim Cunningham, you know, you were telling us about that and now they're suffering, right? I, we were going to call a strip club owner and see what's up, but and I was like, you know what? It's too sad. It's too raunchy, too stupid. But on the other hand, I think we have mattress Mac on the line, right? Do what? we have mattress Mac? I believe so. The man bet $3.46 million biggest bet right now of the year of the Super Bowl on Tampa Bay plus three and a half. Can we get him on the phone? Oh man. All right, so we have him on the phone right now, Jim Mackingvale. What's happening, Jim? Hard work, Glenn Levin. All right. So you did something crazy this week, didn't you? Yesterday, you put on a, down a lot of money on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I did. I bet a lot of money on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Won a big game on Sunday, and uh, I'm uh, pulling very hard for the team from Tampa. $3.46 million. You got them at three and a half. You paid a little extra. You paid minus 127 VIG to get them at three and a half. Have you been rooting for the Bucks all year, or is this just something like it's come down to one game and you feel like um, parting with a lot of your mattress money? Well, here's what it is. We're having a promotion right now. It says the customer buys a mattress from us. A temper paid Keely Assurance Foster has it delivered before the big game on Sunday, February 7th in Tampa. If the team from Tampa wins the big game, then you get your mattress free, free, free. We sold millions of dollars worth of mattresses, so this is a hedge bet. Oh, I I knew it was promote. Uh, I just deep down, I knew there was a promotion here somewhere. No, well, Jim, that's still that's still a lot of mattresses, right? Three point four six million. I mean, I know they're yeah, expensive. Yeah, a whole but- lot of mattresses. We're selling more because of 
this is thing with Nashville that I got people calling me from New York, Pennsylvania, LA, want me to deliver masters all over the country by Sunday. So that's going to be hard to do, but we're going to try. Are you particularly interested in the Buccaneers? Why, why uh, do you feel so uh, good about going with Tampa here? Well, you know, I like Tom Brady, obviously. Uh, he's a great player. Obviously, Mahomes is a great player as well. Uh, I, I, my prediction is for whatever it's going to be a very close game, and uh, the way the ball bounces will determine the uh, outcome. But I certainly like the uh, three and a half. I like the Tampa Bay team. I like the fact they're playing at home, and there's a lot of things to like. And, of course, uh, Kansas City is, is a, a, a super team, so it should be a super bowl point of play. Mm. Did you know you were going to bet Tampa last week or uh, like two weeks ago? Like when did you start eyeing them for the big bet? Well, uh, once once they beat Green Bay, right. it became apparent that Kansas City was going to win. We put the wheels in motion to start the promotion because uh, I call my lawyer to, who does the contract the customer signs when they do the promotion saying they get the furniture free if Tampa Bay wins. So I called her and she was kind of a typical reaction. She says, who are you, uh, who are the customers getting? I said, they get Tampa Bay. She says, oh, my goodness, they have Tom Brady. You're going to lose. So we'll <laughs> have a huge amount of respect for the Tom Brady brand, and it, it's created a lot of excitement. So the Super Game this year after a very rough 2020 is going to be a welcome respite and a welcome uh, afternoon of uh, interest for all of us, especially people who bought a mattress and are cheering hard for Tampa Bay to win to get that mattress free. Yeah, God bless you. I like the idea behind this. Did you think about, did you consider going like heads or tails or did you want, did you, this had to drag out yeah. over five hours? Now, you know, I was going to, always when I do these promotions, you got to go with the underdog so you can hedge it better. And uh, underdog wins a lot of the time. So half a three and a half points, three points, whatever it is. So it's a, it's a, a good opportunity. And Tampa being Tom Brady's, Team made it even more attractive because so many people are Tom sure. Brady super fans. Jim, do you remember your first big bet or your first big bet on a Super Bowl or a sporting event? Because I know now you've done this with the Astros. I feel like it's only been recent years that we've come to know you, the betting public at large. But have you been doing this for a long time? My first really big bet was uh, in 2005 when uh, Vince Young in Texas played uh, uh, USC in the Rose mm -hmm. Bowl. And I went to Las Vegas before the game and bet $200,000 on Texas. They were big underdogs, and they won that game. So that was my first big bet, winning about 350000 or something. So I, that one sticks out in my mind. And I've had hundreds of heartbreaking losses, but that's the way the ball bounces. I feel like you only win here. Did you have money line Texas, or did you take the points? I believe they were getting like six or six and a half. Yeah, I, I think I took uh, the points on Texas there. We get right. like seven points. Yeah, I had the wrong side there too. Wow. I mean, this is just amazing. This is an amazing amount of money to put on one game. It really is. It must have. It must be exhilarating every time you you throw that kind of loot on a single ball game. And uh, I, I can't imagine what it feels like to sit there and sweat through the the four or five hour experience. A uh, a pro tip, if you would, though. Forest mattress Mac. What whatever happened to water beds? Are those still a thing? Mm. Do people buy water beds anymore? Water beds were very popular in the seventies, and then they started lowballing the price. They got one every water bed cost ninety nine dollars, and they put themselves out of business. They they had a circular firing range, and they kept eating their own young, and they ended up with nothing. So 
waterbeds were very uh, popular in the 70s. And it was a good mattress. It was, mm. but they killed it. Well, eating your own young was popular in the 70s, too. So that makes sense. No, I don't know what I'm saying. Uh, Jim, let me ask you this. I don't know your personal life if you have a love interest, but what kind of, if you do, what does someone who bets three and a half million dollars on a football game buy for his or her sweetheart on Valentine's Day? Uh, my wife is very understanding of my hedges uh, <laughs> and promotions that I do. And uh, when I told her I was going to do, you know, I lost $9 million on the Seattle uh who was a Denver game Super Bowl in New York many years ago? Yeah, you had Denver. I didn't hedge. I didn't hedge that at all because Oof. these guys that worked for me told me that Denver was a lock. Well, they snapped the ball and Frank Manning's head in the first play, and it was downhill from there. Right. But my wife very supportive. She said, "What are you going to do? Let's roll with it." And so she is a trooper. Wow. Yeah, you said it. She is a trooper. But no, yeah, no I, plans I run, for I run Valentine's Day. Yeah. She runs the tennis club. And the tennis club is a very strange tennis club because they have four giraffes there. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Yeah, mine only has like two, and one of them's always sick. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. good. Four giraffes. That's amazing. Dave, you Just have anything a baby else for giraffe there last month. That was <laughs> I could talk mattresses all day. I'm fascinated by the idea of whether or not it would actually feel great, like if it would feel luxurious to have one of those beds that inclines, you know, like you can sit up like you're at the hospital. I don't know if I would ultimately like that, but I'm also interested when you say about the Peyton snap over his head and everything at what point when you got that level of loot riding on the game at what point are you like i don't think my team's coming back here i'm gonna turn it off here or do you just sweat it out hoping for a miracle like please don't let me lose nine million dollars on this game come on broncos <laughs> you can do it figure it out at the half uh on that game i gave up by the second quarter so that was it <laughs> you know, start making the plan to make it back that's all you can do he was feeding the giraffes by the second quarter he said i had enough yeah, wow feeding well, the giraffe. And I got monkeys too, and gibbons, and all these animals. So I was feeding them, and I got race horses. There you go. Wow, <laughs> you've done it all, Jim Mattress Mac Mac and Van. Uh, Jim, give us uh, the name of the mattress store one more time, the furniture store, and what the promotion is. And for God's sakes, he has three point four six million dollars on the Tampa Bay Bucks. I'll give you sixty seconds commercial. Come out to Gallery Furniture, six thousand six I forty five North in Edmond Parker, or the Gallery Furniture location in the Gallery area of Houston or in Richmond, Texas. Buy a mattress, Tempur-Pedic, Philly, Prospect, Stone, Plus, 3,000 Plus, buy an adjustable sleep set with it. And if the team from Tampa Bay wins the big game on Sunday, February 7th in Tampa, your mattress purchase is absolutely free, free, free. Buy that mattress today, free delivery, free haul off, watch your replacement. You can sleep great tonight. If the team from Tampa wins the big game, your mattress purchase is free, free, free. Don't mess out on this incredible once in a lifetime offer today in Gallery Furniture. All right, there you go, Jim. Go ahead. Dave. I want one of that. I don't. I, I the mattress is great, but I'm all set in that department. A baby giraffe, though. Could we talk about that? Could you put me in touch with your old lady? Because I wouldn't mind one of that. Just yeah, keep it for they, like a when year. They're, when they're born, they're, when they're born, the damn thing is seven foot tall. So oh. you right. <laughs> we'll work it out. Thanks, yeah, we'll guys. figure it out. He's got high ceilings. Take care, yeah. mattress Mac. Good luck. Okay. Imagine that. Imagine having that much money, Dave. You could just throw it around. I think it would really be, if you know you're doing that, um, an ambitious sort would record the placing of the bet. Because what mm -hmm. do you think, like those people, when 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 you place the bet face-to-face -face with a human being, mm -hmm. their reaction, I mean, they couldn't care less. Like, you know, you feel like this is a, a tremendous thing that you're about to do, this big undertaking, you've sweated it out, I'm going to put my money in this direction. They couldn't care less. 
Wonder if they bad an eye though, like uh for three point four. Yeah, right. I know. Well, how does that go? Do they like, do they wave somebody else over? Like, uh, the problem is, yeah, 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 yeah. Like when you're changing $100 at the uh, Cosmopolitan, you have to wait 40 seconds for the pit boss to make eye contact. You're right. And then this, uh, this, yeah, there's a lot. You're right. It's a big difference. It's, it's promotion for everyone. But Dave, I brought up as a nice halftime show, Billionaire Blackjack, and just have the two owners of the respective teams wow. Play a hand of blackjack. None of these dumb promotions. You don't get anything. You have to see the money wired from the account. Maybe Harry brings it out in cash. And you yeah. have to actually see, you know, they can't yell out Coca-Cola during the the, the flip the card there. Uh, no, no promotion at all. You are losing a million dollars as an owner uh, in head-to-head blackjack. I think that would be good. It's the biggest gambling day of the year anyway. Oh, Kamishka Dell will love it. <laughs> you know what? Or it would just, be a good way. Or just right, like, hey, players, you guys stay on your respective sideline. Just the two owners. We're gonna come out and do a coin flip here. Good. But it's got a billion dollars right Maybe that's, that's maybe he can go to the bathroom at that point. He doesn't have to watch. I, I listen, we could have this conversation another time, but I think for real, we kind of got mm-hmm. into it the other day. Wouldn't the skins game? Shouldn't I mean, what would be more spellbinding outside of a Super Bowl and a Final Four? I mean, there are very few sporting events that would be more compelling than if Tiger and Phil Mickelson and two other guys went out there and they all, to, in order to play, the buy-in was ten million dollars. Then it would be yeah, I mean, something like sweating that. Sweating out over pe- uh, over putts. I mean, the thing about skins game is like, yeah, what do they care? They're already loaded. What? what uh, it's not nervous for them. They're doing that next Sunday again right. anyway if they don't win this one. It's their money, though. Now it's a first of all. Together. Let me correct you. It's not skins game. It's football team game. That's what they would be playing. You're Tiger right. against Phil. So let's please get that right. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I agree. Let, let it hurt a little. It's got to hurt. It's not That's even right. hurting Mattress Mac. He's making money back on these mattresses. But uh, he's he's smart, smart guy doing it this way. Yep. All right, let's take a break. Guess what? FanDuel is celebrating the 55th edition of the big game with exclusive 55 to one odds right there on FanDuel Sportsbook. If you've never tried FanDuel before, shame on you. New users can bet on either team and get 55 to 1 odds. When Tampa Bay plays Kansas City, that's right. Bet $5, you get $275 back. Easy to use, FanDuel is. Easy to register, easy to deposit. They have odds boost and specials. They have a million props. We're going to go over them in a second. Oh, my God. Player props, futures. Find whatever bet you're looking for on FanDuel. They have the color of the freaking Gatorade. God bless them. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app and use promo code extra points to get started. That's FanDuel Sportsbook, promo code extra points. We talked about props. I feel like I've been on 20 shows this week and done interviews, and I I don't remember what I've given out on this. I like Tampa Bay uh, to win the game, but the game to be tied at halftime, that's 17 to 1. Kansas City to win the game, but the game to be mm. tied at halftime, that's 14 to 1. You get both of those. You don't even have to watch the second half, Dave. There you go. You could just get on your brand new mattress and uh, hop hop around with a I giraffe. Got a, I got a baby giraffe to race. That's yeah, right. I don't, have, I don't have all the time in the world. Uh, I'm shorting Kelsey under 98 and a half yards. Everybody loves him. Guess what? A hundred yard game is a monster game for a tight end. And he didn't have so many in the Super Bowl last year. Um, and he didn't have so many against Tampa Bay in the related, regular season game. Related one. Let me jump in here. Levante David uh, plus seven and a half tackles. I think that makes all the sense in the world. That plus seven gonna... and a half. So he starts with zero. I mean, so yeah, he has to set, <laughs> to set over, over seven and a half. Yeah. 
Uh, I got you. Over seven and a half tackles. He is going to be the central figure in trying to take down Travis Kelsey and uh, and any uh, swing passes to the backs coming out of the backfield. It makes uh, a ton of sense to me that he'll get a ton of tackles in this one. All right. I like clear for the Gatorade. We talked about that, Dave. You do too. Plus 350. 18 to 1 for Antonio Brown. First touchdown. Uh, I like that. A little, little, I like little him. bit of a statement. I like him. I like him as a, if, if you're looking for one of the pass catchers on either side, I like him as uh, as an MVP candidate there. I can yeah. see him getting two or three in this one. Mm. And the anthem over 159. I like a whole bunch of others. Let's face it. I'm about to do like a hundred of these. Um, Dave, you like anything else on the props? I'm going to go heads. I, I, I like, uh, I like betting heads. Yeah. Um, I, as, um, I, I think it makes a powerful statement about your worldview like in No Country for Old Men, the best scene in in a splendid picture filled with great scenes is when he goes to see the old man in the uh, gas station and he's oh, paying yeah. for it and he says, call it, and the old man's trying to be nice to him. He said, like, what do I have to lose? Everything. What I, you know, and he says, heads or tail. He makes him call it. And uh, the old man calls heads and he survives. And I think the Coen brothers were saying that that's the right choice. Uh, heads and tails a coin mm. like if it comes heads up then it makes sense then all is right in the world there's no jive going on here now if it comes ass up then there's nonsense and then you're a cynic by nature if you're calling tails you can either go heads up everything's right or you can go negative that's what yeah. tails is saying about you and how you're going to approach life don't do that. Bad but heads. It's they the right. They people try to put a spin on it. Tails never fails. That's the positive, right? It the rhymes. Way to look at That's it. it. It has uh, won five out of the last six times. The Super Bowl uh, has come up. Tails. I had someone sell me on a thing about how the embroidery on the head side of the coin is weighted in a certain way that it should come up more than tails. But obviously, um, having said five out of six last six uh, years, it's been tails. That can't be the case. So. Save your embroidery theory for somebody and you else. Think, and you think I waste my time on nonsense. I do. Somebody's I do. I trying really to tell do. you about a weighted head. I know. Well, then I told him about some of your stuff, and he started laughing. They're like, pewter? Um, 27-23, Tampa Bay. That's my final. Sorry, Butker misses the extra point. You might want to say 27-24, but he's going to miss the extra point. The Bucks win by four. Doesn't matter. They're getting three. What do you say, Dave? Well, now I find myself um, going over here because I got it at 30-26, and I am mm. going with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers Look to win that. straight up. It's a home game. One. Two, it might rain. Who that favors, I'm not exactly sure. They're both uh, teams that want to throw the ball. But if you give somebody an edge, don't you like uh, their ability to to beat them up a little bit on the ground, the Bucks against that uh, Chiefs D? And most significantly, People like me waste time for two weeks talking about, but the quarterback and whoever gets that ring and what it means in history for the quarterbacks. The key detail here is that the Chiefs have a destroyed offensive line against a good pass rush. Even if they were playing a bad uh, defense, it would be a a factor. But this is against a team we just saw get after Aaron Rodgers, who was down their left tackle. What is this? What 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 are the Chiefs supposed to do to keep with with the guys that they have? And you obsess over you want to you want to rob uh, Pierre to pay Paul. Uh, you start focusing too much on Shaq Barrett and JPP. Then those then those beasts in the middle are going to be in Mahomes' face all day, and that's not a victory for the Chiefs either. This yeah. all amounts to uh, yeah, they're going to make plays. They're going to score points. I don't think they're going to get dominated or anything. Just telling you, 
Tom Brady at home. It matters. Home games. That's all we ever hear about. Home games matter. It matters in Super Bowl 55 to the tune of a four-point victory. Congratulations on number seven in advance, Tom Brady. People say, what about the Week 12 meeting? Tampa Bay was home for that, but they're vastly different teams. I get it. The Chiefs show up for the the playoffs. It's sort of a different story. But since Week 12, Bucks 34 points a game. Chiefs 26 points a game. Bucks five giveaways, three last week. Chiefs 10 giveaways in that time. All right. Tyreek Hill, I don't think is going to have as near success as he had in that week 12 matchup. He had 269 yards and uh, look at this out of the four times a team has rematched with another three of them have gone the other way. Now, listen, we already saw Tampa got crushed by new Orleans, like 62, 16 in the two games. And then they got, went out there and beat that crap out of them. Three out of four times Titans Rams, uh, the winner of the first game did not win the Super Bowl. Rams, Patriots, winner of the first game did not win the Super Bowl. Patriots, Giants, there you go, Spaghetti. Winner of the first game did not win the Super Bowl. But then in 2011, the winner of the first game did win the Super Bowl. And now we're at Chiefs Bucks. So odds are in the Bucks favored on a lot of these trends. I'm thinking, I'm thinking it's gonna happen. I don't know how happy I'll be other than I'll have money on him. But are we gonna are we gonna be excited to see Tom Brady smiling? No, but it 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 does obscure everything we've talked about for the last two or three months. It is funny how the it switches immediately. We're all talking about all the fan base is like, ah, almost we could have been there. But as soon as this game ends, the storyline becomes um, for, like I say, the next couple of months, like the greatness of Tom Brady or the greatness of Patrick Mahomes. And that will be it. And it will obscure all other stories until sure. the QB carousel starts spinning. Here's a weird voodoo for you too. Four QBs this early in their career. I think it's uh, in their first four years as an NFL starter. Only four guys have played in three Super Bowls. Tom Brady is one. Patrick Mahomes is one. The other two, Russell Wilson and Kurt Warner. They both, Kurt Warner and Russell Wilson, won their first Super Bowls. Then in their second one, mm. they played Tom Brady. Brady beat them. Oh, Uh-oh, Mahomes. More for number 12, Tom Brady. I'm betting. I, I, I know. Pewter. I, I am the too. Word of the day. I am too. I just don't know how excited I'm going to be for uh, for having picked it right. But, um, well, we'll see. 27-23 is what I'm saying. Dave's saying 30-26. to 26. You could hear Dave and Jeff Schwartz. His brother is on one of these teams. And if you guess which one team, you will get 3.46 million. No, you're not going to get that much. But even Jeff Schwartz says that he's not seen an offensive line this decimated. And he's talking about his brother's offensive line right there. His brother being out, being the difference, one of the differences. May may the field look like a broken waterbed, you know? Yes, exactly. That would be fun. That would be fun to look at. For Speaking of broken waterbeds, my friend Harry is all set to deliver $5,555 in cash. Mikey Meatballs will be in tow. They're going to have to fly somewhere, some FanDuel kosher state. Just show us your FanDuel ticket. Show us that you lost. Show us that you lost in excruciating fashion, and we will pick you and give you $5,555 next week. These guys will fly out and see you. That's our extra points for extra chance contest. Dave, minus three, right? 
good episode. Check it out. There's nothing else to say about it. We cover, like I say, uh, Super Bowl from every possible angle. It gets scatological in there on on the part of Jeff Schwartz. Uh, So that's something to listen to. And then, of course, we uh, have spaghetti and meatballs as uh, as spaghetti and meatballs turn their eyes to uh, to the mass mutual division. A lot of good storylines going on in Puck right now. Check that out. There you go. Charlotte Wilder on location. She's at the Wilder things. Check her stuff out on Fox Digital. I'm at the Cousin Sal. Buy my book. You can't lose them all or don't buy it. I don't care. I'm really, I'm done with it. I've had enough. I've done 55 interviews. All right, I don't fine. Wanna, Be I don't on wanna, the wrong side I, of history from the Fonz. The Fonz likes it. You're going to turn it down, everybody? No, the Fonz thinks the devil. it's cool. I got the thumbs up from the Fonz. I don't want to sound like Howard Stern. I'm very happy with uh, with everything. And you know what? I know a lot of you feel like underdogs, but please, a reminder, you're all my favorites. See you Monday.